The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. Welcome back, everybody. It's Second Wind Success with Gene Garino and your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. All right. Woo! It's so good to be here with Let's you. Glad to be Woo-hoo. here. Woo-hoo. It Woo-hoo. Is, it's a great <laughs> time of year. I love this time of year where it's springtime and wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'm sure it's a beautiful day, right? It's, it's just perfect out there. That's the way it is. It's just an attitude in your head. It's that time of year, and uh, I'm glad you're here with us. This show, Second Wind Success, is all about helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. So whatever it is that you're doing right now, I'm wondering if this is what you really planned on, if this is what you set out to do. You know, at some point in life, you probably said to yourself, well, when I grow up, I'm going to, and then you filled in that blank. And I'm wondering if what you're doing today is what you planned on. Now, maybe it is, maybe it's not, but today we're going to focus on retirement, kind of being at the end of that picture, the end of that rainbow. But before we get into that, my, uh, my oldest son, he's actually getting married this summer. I was helping him last night with my wife and his fiance, or fiance, they say in, in movie talk. Uh, we were out furniture shopping, and he's moving into an apartment. And they're, uh, they're getting married in a few months, but he's moving into an apartment and out furniture shopping. And it was just kind of interesting doing that, knowing that he's at the beginning. And when you're at the beginning, you know, he's graduated from college, he's in his first career right now, and when you're doing what you're doing and you're kind of going through the paces, you're, you're looking at life from the beginning of this process, beginning of this journey, and you're in the middle of whatever the struggle is you're going through. And I'm sure that every one of us can recall back when, whether it was the first time you rode a bike or drove a car or the first apartment or that first love and that first piece of furniture, right? So everything is a decision, and, you know, you're thinking about it, and, and you're looking at what other people have. Again, I'm relating all this to career and life, but, you know, he can come over to, to my home, the home that he grew up in, and, and see the couch and the furniture and say, well, that's the norm. That's what others have. That's what I want to have. And so now it's his choice, and he goes into the furniture store, and this furniture store we were in, by the way, at the American Furniture Warehouse, a million square feet of between the showroom and the warehouse, one million My God, square feet. Did, did un- you have to have like a sleeping bag and a tent? I mean, was it a two-day thing? It felt like you know. You remember that scene in uh, in Raiders of the Lost Ark where they put the thing <laughs> in the warehouse? It was like that times ten. It was unbelievable. Yeah. But we're we're in there, and you walk in the front door, and it's like. Ah! There's, there's a thousand couches to choose from, and it's like, we've got to pick one. So there's life. It's like all these choices, all these things that you can do. 
and you go with what's the norm for you. Like, where did you grow up? What did you do? What did you see around you? What kind of couch did you sit in? So what kind of career did you see your parents have? What did they do? And that's kind of the frame of reference that people have. And some people, you know, had a, had a family that went to college and they, they had a career where they went to work nine to five and they worked at that location and that job and that career, that company for 40 years. I kind of had that experience where my father was a college professor and he went to a, I guess, a college university. Then he got his master's degree, then a doctorate degree, started to work and became a college professor and so on. But I didn't even graduate from college myself personally. So I was the oddball in the family, seven kids. And I was the one who broke the mold. I didn't graduate from college. I just went to one semester and that was it. So again, here's my son and he's got all these choices and all of us have choices in life for career. So here we are now today, baby boomers, second wind success. Where are you at? What choices have you made? We can't change the past, can't fix it, change it, whatever. Don't worry about it. It is what it is. The question is, where are you going? What's in the future? And what does retirement really look like for you? And what's that really all about? Now, CJ, I'm going to have you jump in here because, you know, I've got so many thoughts. We, we said, let's talk about retirement, but you know, what does that look like? What does that really mean, retirement? Yes. I mean, I think that's a great question. I, As you know, I grew up a lot around my grandparents and a lot. Um, I usually was hanging out with people that were 10 or 15 years older than I was. It was just the way it was when I was growing up. So even though I'm considered a later, a late, uh, you know, on the tail end of the baby boomers, I really hung around with those that were 15 years older than I was. Mm-hmm. One of the things is, is that many of my friends started retiring. And um, it only, if they were of a certain personality, it only took them probably a few months, maybe six months, before they were going out of their mind with boredom. <laughs> and, and then the other side of it is I hung around a lot of tech. I was in tech pretty early. And so some of these people that worked for Microsoft retired at the age of 35, maybe. I mean, they had made so much money at 35 that they were, you know, $13 million. They didn't have to work another day in their life, and they were very depressed. They lost Mm. their purpose. So one of the beautiful things about, quote-unquote, retirement or choosing to retire is that you can do your purpose, whatever that might be, whatever gives you joy. And you can make money at it at the same time. I've got a little bit of statistics for you because you know me in statistics. And I found mm-hmm. these on learnhowtobecome.org. Again, that's learnhowtobecome.org. And it's a lot after um, career. It's about career changing over 50. So just to let you know, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average, average baby boomer held 11.7 jobs from the age of 18 to 48. The fastest career, the fastest growing occupation for older workers through 2018 is working as a primary, secondary, and special education teacher. In fact, I know one woman who's in her 80s who is a principal of an elementary school. Now, registered nurses and doctors heading towards retirement currently dominate the aging healthcare workforce. 55% of RNs are older than 50 47.7% of doctors are older than 50. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And even though making a career uh, switch can be intimidating, older workers can explore job opportunities that did not even exist 
five years ago, such as social media, cybersecurity, financial regulation, and global relations. I thought all of those were fabulous. Look how big and so much opportunity we have. Now, for some people, the golden age of retirement really isn't golden, as you know, because we all of a sudden lack purpose. So having a part-time job or, quote-unquote, a part-time purpose, I really think enlivens and helps, um, especially when you have a flexible schedule and you can do things like that because that gives you time to go do the fun things you've always wanted to do but also still gives you a purpose and puts a little money in your pocket. You know, you just said so many things there that I want to comment on. The idea of number Mm. one, your mojo, your purpose. You know, what are you doing and why do you do it? I know for me, the first time I quote-unquote retired, I was about 35, moved out to Arizona. Money-wise, I was I, I was comfortable and moved out, and it was for a different reason, but moved out to Arizona and tried to do the retirement thing, like play golf all every day. And man, was I bored. It was just like, th- this is nuts. And I'm playing golf with people that are twice my age, and I'm like, ah, this is, I'm bored out of my gourd, and I, can, I don't get it. And it just didn't last very long. But that concept of losing your mojo and your purpose, right? I use mojo, but purpose of what you're doing and why do you do it? Wow. Now, not that many people have $13 million that they've made or are worth that they can do whatever they want and fulfill their purpose. But I think everybody should at least strive to do that, at least figure out why are you here on earth? I use the word and the concept of, you know, what are you here on earth for? What's your purpose? Why did God put you here? What are you supposed to do and accomplish? So, why are you here? At least take the time to figure that out. I think the older we get, the more, you know, we, we kind of at least allow ourselves to think that through. But there's something you're here for, something that you're here to help others. It's all about that. I have to say, CJ, the older I get, the more I am sitting and being more reflective. And having kids really gives me that ability to sit and be uh, thoughtful about it. Because the slower I go, the faster I see them going. And the more I see them just racing to accomplish and do things at a point where I'm in my life where I'm trying to slow down and smell the roses more. And that song just keeps playing, The Cat's in the Cradle. Right? Yeah. You know that song? <laughs> Who oh, do you think God. they learned it from? <laughs> I know. I know. Right? It's, it's, right? it's so funny. It's well, I wish my joke, son you know. um, was a little bit more uh, driven. I really do. But he, is all, he also is very clear about how he wants to live his life, right? So you and I were raised with the, the work hard ethic, which is really not the right ethic. The right ethic is work smart ethic. Um, and, but my son was, you know, being that he was raised with me, he saw that. And, you know, I hate to say it, I said, look, Son, you do not need to go to college to be wealthy and successful and secure in the world. You do not need that. Um, but you do need to do, you need to graduate from high school and then really figure out what you want to do. And unfortunately, yeah. like a lot of people, I think he's still sorting that out. He's still searching for his purpose. And I'm really noticing that among the millennial age that a lot of guys are either very driven because um, they want to go invent something new, but the other side of them is like, you know, they'll work uh, washing dishes or building something, construction, and then they'll go to Tahiti or Bali for three months or a year. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, it, so if we look at that as examples, you can be any of that when you're, uh, quote, unquote, retired. 
retired is a definition of freedom for me. Yeah, and we're gonna and we're gonna define that and talk about different options for retirement because it is a definition, and we need to define what that really means. And I, I want to clarify something. I was brought up in a household where certainly uh, my parents were. My father did work hard, but I never sensed it as being. Actually, I can't even say that he was a college professor, so I just didn't see him. He went away to work during the day and came back at his normal time, and I had no idea what he really did. I didn't notice, but then he would work in the office, and he was writing his thesis for as a professor, so I don't know what he did, but I was not brought up what in a... What was the specialty, no, math? Was it math? It was what now? Oh, no, it was what reading. Was it? He was a reading. He reading. Was, his specialty was reading, like literature? Yeah. Uh, well, no, like reading, like teaching reading. So he uh, is, he, he was in reading, yeah. It was, and it was, I didn't get away with anything because his name and my name exactly the same, Eugene. So in school, a lot of the teachers that I had were actually students of his, so I couldn't get away with anything in school. It was terrible. <laughs> so I tried, oh, well, I tried diligently. That had to be horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was, that part was bad, but I made up for it in other areas, but... Uh, but the, the concept of, I, I did see what he was doing, but early on I caught into the fact that I didn't need to go to college because my mother actually taught me entrepreneurship. And I think that was kind of interesting in itself because I saw from her, she was a nurse, by the way. She was one of the few women at her in, in her lifetime, in her genre of age that went to college. Uh, she went to college. My aunt uh, financed putting her through college. My aunt didn't get married till she was in her mid fifties, and she married wow. uh, an, an executive who ended up being the president at Remington Arms. So she was a secretary. She ended up marrying him, and they lived happily ever after. But she financed my mother to go through college, and that's where that came from. So she went through college, uh, and that was wonderful for my mother. She became a nurse and then taught nursing later on. So she was an educator. Then she became a mother of seven, right, and married for many years. Uh, but as an educator, uh, that was what she did, nursing and education. But as an entrepreneur, she was always teaching us to do things to make money. And I think it was really her way of getting us out of the house. So she would have us, you know. <laughs> Keep them busy go, and have them bring home some money. Seven oh, yeah, kids. We, I we mean, just get out of the look, house. Even though well, there were two we salaries, go, that's still seven kids you have to feed. Oh man, she would do things like we would we would drive to the farm, fill up the station wagon full of bushel of apples, and then we would go and sell the apples to the neighbors. You know, one at a time. We would get, then go fill it up with pumpkins and sell the pumpkins to the neighbors. Then we would take uh, sugar cubes and decorate them and sell those to the neighbors. And then go pick up pine cones and sell those to the neighbors. We would we would basically do anything to get out of the house and then sell whatever we were doing to the neighbors. So uh, we got to know the neighbors very well. And we got out of the house quite a bit. That was back in the day where you actually could be out of the house and you were safe. It was okay. Yeah, but right. But retirement, you know, this past week when I was at the, uh, the uh, Investor Summit at Sea with the real estate guys, I was in Belize. And while I was there, uh, networking with some wonderful people there, getting to know the country of Belize, because I've been doing some research in the Caribbean and South America and Central America for where might I want to go to relocate or if the poo hits the fan here or where to go based on taxes or money or freedom or whatever. And there's some people, expats, people that have moved from here to there, wherever there may be, and what they're doing in their retirement. And when we say retirement, you can be 30, you can be 60, but 
what they're doing to create sources of income. And next week, one of our guests is going to, um, we're going to share exactly what it is that he's done. And it's fascinating. And he didn't get started. It so much. I know this guy. Yeah. He's, um, we're not going to give it away. We're not going to give it away because it is just that good. Um, so come back, especially if you like coffee or chocolate. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, we're, we're going to do scratch and sniff and serve samples over the radio. It would be great. Yeah, but, I wish. Uh, Gosh, I wish. So you were in Belize well, and you're taking a look at how many expats. One of the things, uh, when I first retired my first time around, um, for me, uh, one of the people, I did live in Costa Rica for a few years. And one of the things that I really found fascinating um, and that helped me a lot was a company called International Living. And I'm not promoting or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying International Living has these great articles. Now, they make everything sound wonderful. They really do. But they also temper it with the idea that when you go to go live in another country, there's some huge advantages, medical care advantages, um, cost of living advantages, so you can take your retirement and you can go explore other places um, on a much less money, especially uh, if you're on, like, quote-unquote, a pension. Now, you don't have to be, quote-unquote, retired, so we can talk about how your company can create a pension for you, and that's all you really need. But you need to either have a pension or create one with your self-employment um, so that you can benefit on all of these, like, Movie tickets are half price. You know, um, medical mm-hmm. care is, is much less expensive for you, things like that. So International Living does a lot of that. Um, and they actually, have they invited you down? Was it them that invited you down to speak to some of their people um, that were interested in retirement income? Uh, that was in Panama. So that was... Panama. Uh, yeah, Panama. That was earlier this year. And... Uh, so it's fascinating, and we will talk about that. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to talk about retirement income. We're going to talk about retirement options. We're going to talk about what it is that you might be thinking of doing in your second wind and second wind success because, you know, we might be thinking about a new career, something that you can do, discovering your second wind in business and in life. But some of you may be already thinking about that retirement where you're thinking about, yeah, I'm ready to wind down or chill out a little bit, at least slow down a little bit. And maybe a new place to live, maybe something new to do. We're going to segue into that because there's huge opportunities, things that you can do. So we'll talk about that. And this is Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers discover that second wind in business and in life. And there's all kinds of things that we can do. The opportunity in our world abounds. Just like a million square foot furniture store, you can do anything you want. So we're going to focus on the comfy couch. We'll be right back with Second Wind Success. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe, 
and taken care of and loved on. All the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well. Well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. Welcome back to Second Wind Success, helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. I'm Gene Garino, your host, and I'm here with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're talking about retirement and all the methods, the ways, the reasons, the hows, the whys, the, the what-ifs. I mean, what if you were to do what you really want to do and you could retire doing it? What does retirement really mean? You know, I, I, Carolyn and I were both just talking about the concept of the first time we retired, and, and I just clued into that for just a second because... I don't know, some of you listening, maybe you've done that yourself, where at some point you just said, good, I'm there, I've got enough, or I'm I'm ready to take a break, or whatever that means to you. But in the old days, and whatever that may be, 20 years ago and beyond, people would work, 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 40, 50 years for one company, and then they finally get to retire, they finally get that gold watch, and they finally get that quote-unquote pension check from another company, a private company, where now they can sit back and collect that check and do what they want to do. Why not do what you want to do and make some more money? Uh, that's what I want to focus on in this section right here. What are some of the things you might want to do or able to do and still continue to make money? So I'm going to come up with, uh, I'm going to give one and then I want, CJ, you give one, okay? So, you know, okay. this, you, yeah, you mentioned earlier uh, going to Panama. One of the places that I was invited to speak this year uh, is Panama. And the woman who invited me there to speak, her name is Jackie. And Jackie moved to Panama a number of years ago. So as an expat, expatriate from the U.S., moved to Panama. And I'm sure she had visited before, but she moved to Panama. And one of the things that she realized as soon as she moved there is that people wanted to know more about Panama. So she would invite friends down and she would give them tours. Well, that soon turned into a business. 
where people wanted to learn about the country of Panama. So it's now turned into an entire tour business where people come in on a monthly basis where they come in and she has now bought a 50-foot bus, a tour bus, where they come in, they pay a couple thousand dollars, and she'll take them for a week on that tour bus, and they travel around the country of Panama, and they'll visit eight or nine of the little villages, cities, right, but cities there in Panama, because this way they get to experience each one of those little cities right there and get a chance to see the local color and culture, and then they'll stay in five or six of those places. They get to see it. So they go all throughout Panama. They get a chance to see those different cities. And then she also explains to them, well, here's what it takes to get a bank account, to get a license. You know, here's what the food is like. Here's what the restaurants are like. Because you can't just walk in and open a bank account. You know, as simple as that may sound to you and I, you have to have a friend who says, I vouch for this person to get it. You get a license. You know, that's because yeah. of the FATCA and the Dodd-Frank Act together. Both of those together messed that up. And all over, a lot of expats, you know, four years ago, three or four years ago, started having a ton of problems trying to get into a bank. So not to say you can't do it, but you definitely have to, you know, you definitely have to know that when you go to live in a foreign country, there are some positives and negatives. One of the negatives is you have to kind of go through and jump through a bunch of hoops to get a bank account in that country. Now, you can actually get uh, residency or the ability to stay there, and they invite you to stay there if you have some source of income. So they have uh, retirees who move in there, a pensioner. So if you have Social Security where you're receiving that check on a regular basis, they love you in these countries because you're now bringing in a steady source of income, and that is one way to gain residency in these other countries. And as a local, as a resident, you get discounts on hotel stays and products and services while you're there. So not only can you live less expensively than the average tourist, but you have a source of income. The cost of living is less. And by doing a tour like this, it's a great way for you to really get a feel for which one of those communities might work for me. What does it take to get that license or to open a bank account? What is the food like? And do they uh, speak English or is it only the local language and so on? And, and in Panama, there's everything from beachfront to mountains and jungles and everything in between. So what are the different climates and so on? So what a business. What a tremendous business. And she has another one, too. Right, and she created that in her retirement. So my turn now. um, (laughs) I'm going to, you know me, I love the Internet and everything it provides for you. So I'm going to say a travel writer or a travel blogger. You can do that in a foreign country. You can do it here in the United States. And it definitely um, adds some excitement, especially if you love to travel. And there are plenty of classes out there that teach you how to do that online, of course. They'll teach you how to do it online. It's not expensive. And you can do that even before you start retiring. You know what I love about that is that it's so personal. Uh, It's not a matter of nobody has seen the pyramids before, but it's your personal perspective on what your adventure was when you went to the pyramids. So even though it's all there, everybody's seen it, you've seen a gazillion pictures of it, It's your personal experience, and there's people that will want to see that. And if you get really good at it, people will subscribe. They'll want to buy. They'll want to experience it with you. And I saw a TV commercial the other day. Our family had a good laugh because it was 
during uh, one of the holidays, we're all sitting around, and the commercial came on, and it was a gentleman named Perillo, and he does tours of Italy. And uh, so he's, he's there. <laughs> and I'm sorry, so I'm laughing. You can see me laughing, I know. <laughs> so I know exactly what commercial. you're talking about. Yeah, he's doing his commercials, and, and it's like, one, I wonder what the target audience is. And it's, you know, all the people that move into my assisted living. You know, this is the year before they move in because they're all of age. They're all going to. But it's like, what a perfect niche. He probably went there and said, I've been here so many times. I love doing this. Let me share it with other people. I'll get my trip for free. Before you know it, he's got this massive, massive, multi, multi-million dollar business. And so, pretty cool. All right, I'm going to throw another yeah. one in. Jackie okay. not only does the tours in Panama, she also loves to travel. So she goes to different countries there in Central America, buys things like straight in Ecuador. She'll go into the little villages, buys things in bulk, brings them out in backpacks, sacks of different kinds, brings them back to Panama where she lives, and then she'll sell them on eBay. So she buys them literally direct from the source and getting them for what would be literally pennies on the dollar and then can sell them at wholesale prices to people retail and she's making a killing doing it. No kidding. See, that's brilliant. All you have to do is really just sort of think about it a little bit. Okay, so mine, of course, is my next one is social media. Again, online, you can do it from anywhere. You can work for somebody else. Um, You can provide a service. And trust me, you know, there are tons of people, myself included, that get tired of doing their own social media. And they're willing to pay $500, $1,000, sometimes more, depending on what kind of social media they do, um, to, to supplement your income. So you, and again, huge amount of flexibility. You can do it from anywhere. You're a native English uh, speaker. And, and if you're listening to this and you're Hispanic and you have the Spanish version of this, that's even better. You can charge a lot more for that when you have your Spanish uh, down. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. So I'm going to throw mm-hmm. one more out there because you mentioned, I wasn't thinking about this, but you inspired me there. See that? In my old age, you inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen to anybody. <laughs> it can be, hey, that's what Second Wind Success is all about, helping baby boomers like me discover my second wind in business and in life. So learning a second or third language, or if you know one, how valuable is that? Anything you do is more valuable if you have a second or third language. And hey, okay, even better, okay, you can learn a second language, which I I had a friend of mine who self-taught themselves Spanish. He was in his 70s at the time when he uh, taught himself uh, Spanish. He just started listening to it and and doing it and writing it, and he... He had nothing else better to do. That was what he did to pass the time instead of watching a ton of TV. Um, But I was going to say you can teach English as a second language in a foreign country and travel around. A ton of retired folks do that. Wow. I would assume you need to know at least their their language that you're teaching them a little bit. Here's what's amazing. You You don't. You don't. You don't don't have to know that. Oh, wow. and not so only that, you know how you were talking saying. about English? You could use Skype and teach people uh, English or Spanish using Skype lessons. You wouldn't even so have I to leave just, home, and you could do that from anywhere all over the world. I could just pu- pull out my iPhone and have them talk into the iPhone and have Siri say it back to them, right? So they say, hola, and it, then Siri says, hello. 
Yeah, it's a, I'll, I will tell you, <laughs> as someone who does speak Spanish, not that great, but she does speak Spanish and understands it thoroughly. Um, sometimes the translations just don't quite come out quite right. But, hey, um, Siri, Siri gets yeah. along in English a lot of times. So, All right, let me give right? you another one. In yeah. other countries, uh, in the U.S., my, I was mentioning earlier my son, Emmanuel, who is getting married. His fiance is just getting her real estate license here. So she's very smart. She's studied. She's taking her test. She'll pass. I have no doubt on that at all. In other countries, like Belize, you don't need a real estate license. Anybody can sell real estate. There is no real estate license test to pass. Huh. That seems pretty awesome. Just like well, that. So. so it is not required. You can go down. Do you ever watch those HGTV? I, I'm sure people who are listening to us watch those HGTV shows where you, you see somebody who speaks English. Obviously, they are expats, and they're selling real estate. And what you're saying to me is in Belize, they just could move in, put up a shingle, and start buying and selling houses, huh? That is correct. And it gets better than that because the commission there is 10%. What? 10% Man. commission. So that's huh. what they do, 10%. And it's really interesting because they're in Belize when I was there. And, and I was there uh, seeing an awesome project that the real estate guys are have been developing. Uh, it, this is kind of a side shoot of what they do as developers. They've been developing a project there called Mahogany Bay, and it is just yeah. incredible. They've, it's actually now a part of the Hilton brand, their Curio brand. Uh, it is just an incredible, incredible high-end product and project. But as I was there discovering that, I was also looking at some of the other things there. Leonardo DiCaprio bought his own island and is selling lots out there and so on. But there's other people, too, that are just selling small little places that – are it's a third world country that is a first class uh, Caribbean location that is uh, decades behind where these other places are. So if you're still looking for, if you want to get closer to the ground floor than you would in any other place like a St. Thomas or a St. John or something else, that is a place to discover is Belize. But, um, well, here's also the nice thing about Belize is that it used to be called British Honduras. So there is a lot of English speaking there. So, as a just, just is, a side note the, for all of you thinking about packing your bags and leaving tomorrow, just thought you'd want to know. I am thinking, as a matter of fact, it is the it, English is the official language of the country of Belize. Correct. English yes. is not even the official language in the United States, but it is the official language in the country of Belize. So isn't that interesting? Oh, wait a minute! Back up the truck. Are you telling me that that English is not the official language of the United States, or are you just being sarcastic? No, no, I'm correct. What's there the is no official language? language of the United States. There is, there is not one. I did not know that. I, I, I did not I know that. I don't think I'm making that up. But if I if I am, correct me. Anyone, feel free to call in, check in, Gene at RELacademy.com. Uh, let me know, but. No, we do not have English as an official language in the U.S. It would be politically incorrect for us to have that. Imagine if we did. The hoopla. Ah. So when my grandparents, my grandmother and her family came to the United States, not one of them spoke English. And Mm -hmm. um, they learned 
as they went here. My grandmother had to order uh, eggs and ham all the way from El Paso to San Francisco on a bus. They didn't take a train. They went by bus, Greyhound bus. And it was during the war, World War II. So fascinating to me because they made sure that everyone spoke English. It was like a thing. You did not speak your native language at home because this was the United States and you spoke English in the United States. So I thought it was always the official language. So now who knows? Yeah, I I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that people, that's a whole other topic that Second Wind Success will probably not get into here because that may become... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe come the third wind and <laughs> unsuccessful. Yeah, right. Yeah, the third wind. <laughs> or some other kind of wind, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The dark wind. We'll just leave it there. So we talked about, yeah. let's see, believe. Yeah. We talked about you become a real estate agent, 10%. I do want to mention there's there's a guy. There's a, I, I know a guy in Belize. And as a matter of fact, you can find him. It's Guy in Belize, G-U-Y, Guy in Paradise. That's what it is. Guy in paradise. When you go there, he's a real estate agent. But I met him on, uh, not this year, but last year on the Investor Summit at Sea with the real estate guys. And he's a realtor, but just a cool guy. And he was just really relaxed. He was there on the ship. And I looked him up, and he's there in Belize. And he's just having the time of his life, just chilling in Belize, real estate agent, but just having fun. What a chill place to be. Uh, if you want to relax that much. Now, I have to say for me, I go to Hawaii for a week and I feel I get island fever. You know, to go to Belize and where these guys are, Belize is part of Central, is part of, you know, Central America there. But where these guys are, they're on Ambergris Key. And that's actually an island off of Belize, which is even more remote, but even more beautiful. So it's worth the trip. But when you go to Ambergris Key, you're definitely on an island. You're definitely remote. And the point is, I don't know if I could live there all the time. I, I really enjoy visiting. It was wonderful. But the concept of being there all the time, I'm not sure I could do that. Visiting, wonderful. Water, amazing. Uh, the snorkeling, the scuba, amazing. So we're going to come back and we will talk about more retirement options, whether it be Panama and giving tours and second language and online and buying trinkets directly from the people who live in the country for pennies on the dollar and selling it online or writing, doing travel writing or online or whether it be selling real estate in a foreign country or whether it be living in that foreign country and doing something else, something different. Second Wind Success is all about discovering your second wind in business and then live. This is Gene Garino, your host with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. We'll be right back with Second Wind Success. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help. He may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at RALacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at RALacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. Welcome back. It's Gene Garino, the host of Second Wind Success with your co-host Carol and CJ Matthews. We've been talking about retirement. Yes, and not only retirement, but retirement overseas, which has some really big, great pieces about it, um, which is, of course, saving a lot of money and not needing as much money to have a higher lifestyle than you would here in the United States, Um, and the things that you can do as a second career that you wouldn't have thought of before. Those were all things we spoke about. Now, one of the interesting things here is I was, you know, learnhowtobecome.org, which is, you know, me, I love little stats and little tidbits. And they show you um, career matches. So, like, let's say you were a history teacher. Maybe your new career in retirement is a historical reenactor. If you were a police officer, maybe you become a security consultant for schools and colleges. Accountant, you become a financial advisor. Now, my favorite one is um, firefighter. If you had been a firefighter, you could then be a physical trainer. I uh, I just love that because those guys are in good shape most of the time um, before they before they retire. <laughs> They're required <laughs> to be in good shape. Yeah, when they when they first get hired, they are, and then when they get older, they become captain. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, look, it goes both ways, but um, it's very funny. They in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there is a, a physical therapist that I know. Uh, you know, kind of a. a um, a physical trainer, a trainer there. And he, he, he has a um, special thing for firemen because of that. You know, that firemen, a lot of times, for whatever reason, I think it's the adrenaline or the cortisol or something like that, start gaining weight at a certain age, and it's really difficult for them to keep it off. 
And so this guy has really uh, created a way in which um, these firefighters can do that and maintain their shape and stay on the job longer. There you go. There's a second win right there, keeping firemen in shape. Mm-hmm. Not pear mm-hmm. shape, but the shape of a ladder. So, uh, yeah. All, all <laughs> been. No, it's, it's anyway. true. <laughs> you cracked me up. <laughs> the uh, second win business that has about so many different careers. Now, next week we have a guest who's going to be sharing about his second win in business in his life. And it happens to do with being overseas, and it happens to do with starting a little bit later in life, and it happens to do with agriculture, and it happens to do with a couple of food groups that a lot of you regularly and appreciate, and it happens to do with something that you will all want to hear about. That's all I'm going to tell you, so we're going to come back and hear about that. But we've been talking about retiring in other countries, uh, maybe not retiring in the traditional sense where it's just sit back and sit in a chair and collect a check, but continuing to do something, give back something. And sometimes it's just volunteering, you know, giving back your time, volunteering to do something to help others. And I think that's one of the ways to keep your mind going, keep your mojo going. You know, CJ, one of the things you were talking about right at the beginning of the show was the whole concept of purpose and your mojo. And sometimes people kind of lose that after they they accomplish what they set out to. And maybe it was something as simple as, you know, they made a lot of money, won the lottery, and now they don't need to work. So they lost the drive for that, and they lose their mojo. Maybe it was something where they accomplished everything they set out to. In my mind, I'm thinking about, let's say, a property developer. They took 100 acres, and, you know, they put up their 300 homes or whatever it is, and they're done. And now what? You know, I accomplished all of Each one of us has to have a reason and a purpose, and it has to be continuous. We have to keep that going. Can you relate to that? Yeah. So, I mean, we all know that, as you know, I have a background in uh, personal coaching and business coaching. And um, one of the big things is a lot of times when I worked with many of these people, they had accomplished, you know, something that they thought was a really big goal for them. And all of a sudden they got there. And then they sort of lost their mojo. So a little bit of that is like, what's the next goal for you? You know, what, what brings you joy? And as we've said before, sometimes it's hard to figure out what brings you joy, but what's not hard to figure out is what doesn't. So sometimes to find out what your next step is, is to figure out what your next step isn't. Like, I don't want to do this. That's not for me. And there's also the opportunity to explore a little bit because you are retired you go try something out, you go learn something, and you're like, whoa, that was not for me. Or you might say, okay, it's interesting, I'll do that for a little while, but I'm also going to look around a little bit more. So finding your purpose and your joy um, can also be uh, about exploring what is out there and not having to pick one thing. That's the beauty of it. Do something for a year or two, and then decide if you want to continue doing that or want to go explore something else. Um, One of the big things, I know that you have family that lives in Florida, and I used to live in Florida, and one of the big things I loved about Florida was a place called the Villages. And there are other retirement communities. The Villages is just the biggest one ever. And it has golfing and pickleball and swimming and everything like that. And one of the things I loved about living there is because I had retired early, way ahead of all my other friends. They're all working. They're all still raising their kid. Kids, mine was out, you know, And all these people that had retired, I could relate to because they were finding things to do 
and they set up clubs, a club for everything. They had a club for World War II movies. They had a club for dominoes, you know, pool. And so they they kept themselves very busy by, quote-unquote, like being at summer camp. I don't know if you ever went to summer camp, but that's really fun. And so for me, that was what I needed. I needed a socialization piece. I need to be socialized <laughs> so that I can enjoy my retirement more. That was a huge piece. I Because I had been by myself for so long, I knew that that's what I didn't want. So how do I go find what I did want? And that's, I was just trying to explain by knowing what I didn't want, which is being alone in my house by myself, that was not what I wanted. So what did I, what's the opposite of that? And I was very happy doing that. That's such a key point of what you just said, the idea of a lot of times people have a hard time, myself included, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I want to have or whatever? And it could be something as simple as where do I want to go for a restaurant, right? Where am I going to go eat? Well, I know what I don't want. I don't want to eat this type of food, whatever it may be. We had that exact scenario just the other night. You know, it was, we're going to go out to eat. Where do you want to go? Well, I don't want to go here. And that happened to be exactly where Mona was sitting at that one restaurant. <laughs> so oh, no. I know. It was like, okay, I will not eat here. So we, but not what, what you don't want sometimes is clearer. And that's a really, really good point. So whatever that may be, and it may not be a career or it may be just a lifestyle of what it produces for you. I, I was having that conversation with somebody recently where they were talking about I can do anything. And I think they were talking about the idea of becoming a professional golfer. They were listening and they were saying, you can be anything you want to be. The concept of the 10,000 hours, you can become an expert. And they were saying, well, now it's not the 10,000 hours. It's doing something purposely with the right intention and doing the right thing. So focused energy. And if you just did three hours a day, five days a week, you could do it a lot faster if you're really focused on it. And he said, and he was starting to give the example of somebody who wanted to become a professional golfer. So if you did three hours of practice a day, five hours a week, and so on and so forth, and he said, well, if that's true, then this person can become a professional golfer in X amount of years. He said, well, I'm going to do that. That's, I can do that. And it's like, okay, potentially <clears throat> got it. But the concept of that focused energy and what it is he really wants to do, got it. But I want to challenge you. Go to the end. Start with the end in mind. What is that professional golf? That sounds great because you watch TV and you see the golfer on TV. He wins the tournament. He gets a million dollars. He gets a hug from his spouse. Great. But what does that golfer have to do? If they get on the tour, what does that really mean? If they're really good, that means they're literally working six days a week. They work Tuesday through Sunday, and it's all day long. I mean, the only day they get off is Tuesday. Because on Wednesday, it's the program, and on Thursday, the golf starts, and it goes all the way through. They get one day off a week, and if they're good, they're playing a lot of tournaments all week long, then appearances, then this, then this. Then. Is that the lifestyle you really want? And if, you're, if you don't know that, somebody can go way down the road and become successful, quote-unquote, and they get everything that they thought they wanted and get there and say, that's not what I really want. What I really wanted to have was X, Y, and Z. So I really want to challenge you not just to think about what somebody else has. We're back to the furniture store. They have a couch, so I want that couch. No, no, no. What do you really want? What is it you really want out of life? What, what is the reason why you want that? The why, the why, the why, the why. So you can really pick and choose so you can have what you really want. That's the key to your personal success. 
not just doing it to do it, not just to have it because somebody else has it. What's right for you could be completely different than what is right for somebody else. You know, second wind success is all about helping you, the baby boomer, discover your second wind in business and in life. But your second wind could be completely different than mine or CJ's or somebody else's. I challenge you to discover yours. Sit quietly with that book, that pad, no phone, and really think through where do you want to go? What do you want to have? Who do you want to be? What do you want to give? Who do you want to share it with? Because if you can figure that out, you may find yourself in a completely different career than you're in right now. Or you may find yourself starting a different type of business than what you're thinking about right now. I just don't want you to get on the wrong bus, right? I want you to get on the right bus heading in the right direction because I don't want you to get somewhere and say, oh, man, I'm on the wrong island, right? That makes sense? Yes. I mean, complete sense. Here's the thing. We can't define anybody else's success. That's totally up to you. For as many eye colors and hair colors, that's how many we have as an idea of success. So, you know, just knowing if you're satisfied where you are, fabulous. But also know that if you need extra money, if you're looking for something else to do, there are careers out there. Now, I happen to have chosen as my second wind or third or fourth wind here. Um, mm-hmm. For me as a business, I chose assisted living. That's how Gene and I connected up. So the reason I chose assisted living is because it fit in really well with not only my past experiences, but with my future goals of what I was looking for from a monetary standpoint and from a service standpoint. So it also gave me flexibility of time while also kind of creating some boundaries where I wasn't just so, you know, so free that I just didn't know what to do with myself and I felt a little lost. There's a reason why they fence yards, you know what I mean? Yeah. I totally get that. And, you know, the concept of discovering what you really want, I, I, I'm thinking back to that island, you know, Belize, when I was there on Ambergris Key, which is absolutely gorgeous. I was really, I wanted to go there because it's the first time I've been there. I've been thinking about it. I've been reading about it. I've been hearing others tell me about it. I've been to Panama. I've been to other locations, but I wanted to see this for myself. And when I was there, again, it was striking me. I'm not sure if I want to live on an island. If I want to be in that location, if, if that's what I really want. So career, do I want to? When I was a lot younger, I wanted to be a rock and roll musician. I mean, I played drums, I sang, wrote songs, had a recording studio, record label, the whole bit. But as I got closer and closer to, quote unquote, my goal, what I really thought I wanted, though I, I just kept realizing, but I don't really want that at the end of the rainbow. Everything that you needed to get through to get there, do I really want that? I really didn't. So at some point, it was just like, click, change, done. And wow, everybody else around me was like, oh my goodness, how could you just turn that off? Well, because ultimately, that's not where I wanted to be. It wasn't the bus for me. So I want you to be thinking about that as you're listening and looking for your second win success in business and in life. What do you really want to do? What's your why? What's your passion? And if it's adding to what you're currently doing, if it's something, what you're doing now is good and you want to make it better, that's fantastic. If it's something completely different, that's fantastic too. But maybe you need to stick with what you're doing and just segue into it. So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't quit your job. But maybe it's just add something to what you're doing and segue into it. Let it build onto what you're doing so you can smoothly transition into it. 
And it's okay to have more than one thing going at a time. Multiple streams of income is a great way to go, too. There's a whole show that we'll have to do, too. Having more than one thing happening, more than one stream of income coming. So next week, when we talk about our guest and when he comes on, he'll share with you what he's doing today and what he did before. It'll be fascinating for you. But Second Wind Success, helping you discover your second wind in business and in life, well, that's what this show is all about. I appreciate you letting us share with you, and I want to encourage you this week to Think about your passion, your why, what it is you want to do and why you want to do it. That's what this show is all about. I'm your host, Gene Garino, with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews, saying do good and do well, and we'll see you next week. Second Wind Success. Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Wind Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.